City of Heroes podcast, episode 26. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast. This is Chooch. Hey, this is Viv. And we're here for another round of exciting City of Heroes news and information to enhance your gaming experience. I know I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it could just be because we're in a hurry <laughs> because of uh-huh. our excitement later today, but it it's most likely about all the cool stuff. Right. Because there's some cool stuff here. Well, there's always cool stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) Well, I wanted to start out at the beginning and say this. I was Mm -hmm. tempted to save it for the end, but I'd like to say at the beginning in case we do have some people that cut out at the point that we start doing comments. Okay. We've set a date for the listener meetup. Yes. June 28th at 2 p.m. That's a Saturday. My OCD is kicking in and I have a calendar in front of me to verify that that's a Saturday, but I think it's a Saturday. (laughs) At 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Ha. See? Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to have to ask. Nice. Which is 11 a.m. West Coast. Do you have to laugh at me? No, I, I don't have to. I immediately get the puppy dog head tilt going, okay, okay. minus three. That's 11 a.m. Pacific. And I'm not going to do the S or the Ds because I don't want to irritate Zloth if I get it wrong. <laughs> And uh-huh. and the central time would be 1 p.m. Okay. I know that we have someone that always wants us to break it down like that. And I don't know what's between between central and Pacific. <laughs> Chooch, would that you like? That would be mountain. Okay. And what time will that be? Minus one from central. Which is noon. Don't be that guy. <laughs> so we're going to do it on the Guardian server. And we want to hit the new Hollows content. Mm-hmm. So you need at least a level five tune to enter the hollow zone mm-hmm. and we'll meet at Wincott. Yeah. And I'm just bringing the character, whatever it was that I built. Maybe I'll build up a new one. That's enough time to build up something to level five. That's what I was thinking. Cause mine had hit 10 with, uh, Ronald McLeod and <laughs> I would like I to forgot his name. <laughs> be at the level five. Right. Um, which is, you know, what you're supposed to be for that content. Anybody else, if you have yeah. higher levels, we can exempt you down. Yeah, so. it doesn't really. Yeah. I don't think it'll make a big difference. But if you want to bring the person that you brought on the sewers trial, go ahead, because I mm-hmm. may end up getting too distracted to make another character. So, <laughs> Although I would like to make a plant empathy or plant kinetic. I don't know. Mm. So, yeah, meet at Wincott, and we'll freak everybody out, assuming we have the same number of people as last time. And everybody will be like, what's going on? Right. And we will clear the streets. <laughs> And also on the T-shirts mm-hmm. that Chooch is designing, we have designs. We have designs. And we are going to hold off in giving the information until we order a test shirt to make yeah. sure that the quality is decent. Because we've looked at, there's a couple different companies that do like this print-on-demand shirts. Yeah. And I've heard 
stories of some have really horrible this and good mm-hmm. that. and But over the years, that may have changed. Right. And so, yeah. So I've got one that a couple other podcasters have used and we're really happy with. Yeah, but we still want to check it out. Yeah, make sure it's worth it. Yeah. And the price is looking at right around $20, right? Yeah, there's there will be some that are cheaper and some that are more expensive, yeah. depending on if you get front and back designs and colors and that sort of thing. Yeah. The plain white will be cheaper, mm-hmm. but we're going to have some different options there, too, because I insisted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, okay, so I got comics in hand. I've got Twilight Guardian, yeah. which was written by Troy Hickman. I finally got some copies in hand. Mm-hmm. I need to coordinate with him. Mm-hmm. getting him to sign them. And we have to figure out the rules. We have an idea on how we want to do it. We haven't exactly ironed it all out. So expect to hear details on that in the next episode. COH podcast, big damn contest. Okay. Do you have the to whole, say damn? Well, the serenity thing. It's a geek. Oh, thing. right. Sorry. That's right. Oh, hmm. <laughs> even though it's not <sighs> serenity related, but I was going to say, I was looking at the poster. So <laughs> <laughs> peek inside our little recording studio. We have a serenity poster. Go figure. So meanwhile, go and check out Twilight Guardian while you can still get your hands on it, because I had Mm -hmm. to go through a couple comic book stores to get it. And then I had to wait a week and a half with no word from them whether or not it was coming. So, Mm -hmm. And I have a question. I just assumed that having Troy sign them would be like a really cool thing, because I love getting stuff autographed by the authors. Mm -hmm. Is that like a faux pas for comic books, though? I'm not a comic book guy. I really couldn't say. I'm pretty sure... Well, it's going to be autographed anyway. So I know if you don't people like it, are all one. excited about the mint in bag thing, and I guess yeah. if it's signed, it's no longer mint. But yeah, that's my thing. I would still think that's a benefit. Yeah. So, well, it's going to be signed because that's what I want. <laughs> if you don't want it signed, <laughs> well, at least get one signed for us. Well, yeah. And then all you comic guys can and gals can speak up and let us know if. Well, they can just go buy an unsigned prize. copy. Well, true. That's, there you go. That's more sales for Troy. <laughs> if you want it unsigned. Go get your own. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're going to, on that note, we're going to go into news. There's not a whole lot of news, but that just means that we threw some extra content on the back end. Fapow. Fapow. (laughs) Badonkadonk. So really, the only news item since the last time we recorded was that you can change your calendar with the June COH desktop. Mm. It's a new month and a good opportunity to change your desktop to the City of Heroes four-year anniversary calendar for June. Mm -hmm. So go... Choose that as your new, like, wallpaper for your computer, because I did, and you know you want to be just like me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. You didn't want to be just like me? (laughs) I like my wallpaper. Weak. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a discussion on the forums about changes to Hover. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a particular thread called the change of Hover versus knockback really sucks. (laughs) So that's the thread. And I pulled out two comments from that, from Back Alley Brawler and from Castle. What's the change? They're they're reducing the knockback protection. Oh, right. So there's a quote here that says, I just wish that they would change the animation so you're not flipped, then stuck, unable to react for no apparent reason. Bab, your mission, if you should choose to accept it, is dot, dot, dot. And then Bab's response is, this change affects all flight powers, not just hover. The flip in the air animation is already made shorter than the knocked back, hit the ground, then kip up animations that happen when you get knocked back on the ground. And that's not counting any travel time required to actually hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Getting knocked back off of a ledge or hit with knockback at the peak of a super jump can mean that you're out of action for quite a long time. And that's very Mm -hmm. true. If you're in the Mm -hmm. air, you get a flip. 
If you're doing anything else, you get knocked on your butt, and then you have right. to do that whole recovery time. Mm-hmm. Couple that with the fact that the distance you get knocked back while flying, more so while hovering, is shorter as well. So flight still offers some inherent mitigation against knockback effects. What it doesn't do is give you complete and total immunity to all knockback because of a bug in the animation sequencers. It also no longer provides a benefit for being knocked back by being able to skip any power animation and avoid being rooted. This change is so not going to be reverted. (laughs) (laughs) Whether or not Hover needs a speed boost or knockback protection or whatever is a matter for Castle. And that's Hmm. Beck Alley Brawler's comment. Mm -hmm. I agree with everything he says. That's why I always take flight. I'm almost... Almost every one of my characters is a squishy. I want them up off the ground to avoid the knockback so I can keep hitting the blasts without... If you get knocked back, you know, you're so vulnerable to Mm -hmm. other attacks. So then we have another comment on the same thread by Castle. And he says, Hover is not meant to nearly completely negate knockback effects, which it was doing prior to this animation change. Mm -hmm. We are not reverting that out. Hover is meant to help versus knockback, though, which is why it has a shorter recovery time than the non-hover kickback recovery. I'm sorry, knockback recovery. It also prevents you from being shoved from your chosen location by knockback. We won't be changing that either, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Hover, in addition to its defense and vertical movement capabilities, should provide some measure of benefit from knockback, albeit not as strong as the protection provided by acrobatics or various protection buffs available. And that's from Castle. Okay. I think that's pretty cut and dry. I know people are really irritated about it, but I just don't... Maybe I'm just, like, too permissive or something. I just don't get all worked up about these things that they're not going to change back. It's game mechanics. Right. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think anybody bases their entire build around hovering. (laughs) Um, Around... Your entire strategy no, is no. built around, I'm going to be awesome against knockback. I know that when I'm going up against Circle of Thorns, you better count on me hovering because... Right. Yeah, ow, you know, but I don't create my build around it at all. I just always I'm, take it. Yeah, it's not like a, a game-ending change. Mm-mm. And I'm going to go back a little bit to an announcement that was made a while ago because it's time again. The Richty Return. Mm-hmm. And that's going to start June 13th and end on June 19th. Now, if you don't think that these are worth running, I do have some information a little bit later that might change your mind. Okay. If you haven't already gotten the accolades and stuff on them. I know a few episodes ago that we relayed some information on the Richty accolade for the Watchman badge yeah, and the yeah. elusive mind. Mm-hmm. Accolade power. Well, I'm not going to go into all that again, but let me just read this real quick. The Richty return, the looming threat of the Richty invasion force, still hangs like a dark pall over Earth. Despite the best efforts of humanity, aggressive Richty incursions still plague the planet. Advanced warning systems indicate the Richty are massing for attacks on the following dates throughout the year. And we've got this one that's June 13th to June 19th. And mm-hmm. then there's only three other scheduled ones after this. One in August, one in September, one in November. So if you're mm. trying to plan on getting it on all your current characters, then you should really start really knocking those out. Right. Because otherwise, if they don't schedule any others, you're only going to be able to get those while there are invasions that are triggered by the Lady Grey Task Force, which mm-hmm. are pretty rare anymore. Right. So just keep in mind that when zones within cities are under attack, a worldwide alert will be issued by the Vanguard, and it will show up on the – well, it says the system channel, but this is the old announcement. Right. So. I think it's in that On other the channel new now. Yeah. Event channel. <laughs> and while the invasion is occurring, players do not receive debt while outdoors in an invaded zone, which is just, I love that so much. 
Those in that zone that do not wish to be at risk of RICTI attack are asked to take shelter immediately. You can do so by leaving the zone or moving inside buildings or under cover, meaning overpasses, parking garages, etc. So don't go under a roof overhang right next to a bomb <laughs> because that's not going to work. Yeah. The combative inhabitants in a zone will move off the streets and to so safer locations when a RICTI invasion takes place. RICTI bombs appear to be unstable and not 100% reliable. Some do not explode on impact and only embed themselves in the ground. These bombs have been noted to detonate after a time, so take caution when you see these. They can be disarmed or delayed by inflicting damage upon them. Cool. Cool. So really, that's it for news. So do you want to go into your main feature? I do. Awesome. <laughs> and this main feature is actually going to be a two-parter, right? Because it's such a big amount of information. Yeah. We're going to cover invention enhancements, IOs. Awesome. Invention origin. And... It's a very big topic. Yeah. So we're going to cover the basics of it. I'm going to go a little bit into sets just to give a touch on why they're so different. Right. But we will do another episode that specifically explores sets and right. what sets are available and more in depth. And will that be the next feature that you do? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, well, you know, I had another feature written. Mm-hmm. For macros and keybinds. Yeah. But a lot of people have been expressing interest in IOs. Mm -hmm. So we moved this one ahead. Yeah. And actually the the macro and keybind looks like it may be two-parter because now that I'm looking at it, it's twice as long as, yeah. <laughs> as the invention one. So. The macros and keybinds are very important, but I think this is more important. So I'm glad that we're doing it first, mm -hmm. especially since we have a lot of friends that we've kind of lured back into the game. Yeah. And I was just on with our nephew last night, and he was asking questions about it. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I was yeah. thinking we could just take the text over when we see them today. There's a lot of people who left before right. that issue came out. Yeah. So it's a whole new world. And, and like when it did first come out, mm -hmm. it's very complicated. It is. It is. And um, even though you go through the tutorial and all that stuff, it really doesn't cover, I think, what you really need to know, which is what you pick up as you go. But when you've got somebody that's been out of game for two years. Right. You're hitting them with all of the issues that have come in since then, mm -hmm. plus this on top of it. Yeah. So it's we wanted to go ahead and break this down. So go for it. <laughs> I shall break it down. <laughs> Invention origin enhancements, or IOs. <laughs> As with many of our features and factions, or accolades, spotlights, a lot of this information is pulled straight from Paragon Wiki. Mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge them again, because it's such a great resource yeah. for numbers and specifics in the game. We rely on it not just for the podcast, but for our day-to-day -day game. Oh, yeah. We yeah, were looking yeah. stuff up last night while we were playing. Yeah. The contributors there are just really on top of the ball and yeah. do great things. Yes. And, of course, that's one of the great new media, podcasting, open source things where anybody can hop in yeah. and, and add to it. Mm -hmm. And then you have some dedicated people that are going over that and making sure it really is relevant and mm -hmm. it really is correct and all that stuff. Anyways, mm -hmm. IOs are different from most other enhancements in a few significant ways. First and foremost is the fact that you can never level out of them. Additionally, there are IO sets, which give special bonuses. And there are many IOs that will boost not just one, but two, three, or even four aspects at the same time. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ones I like. So how do you get them? Invention origin enhancements are, as the name implies, invented or crafted. First, you need a recipe and the required components. Then you head to a work table and build it. The recipes and salvage will drop from defeating bad guys. Some recipes will be received upon completing a mission. 
task force, strike force, or trial. The recipe level will be equal to the level of mob that dropped it, as will the resulting enhancement. Common IO recipes can also be bought from the invention work tables, but not the set recipes. And also, um, besides having the recipe and the components, you also have to have the sufficient amount of influence mm. because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you you also have to pay when you craft them. Mm-hmm. So it could be a minimal amount and it seems to be scaled by level. I'm pretty sure that that's how it's based. Yeah. What the level of the enhancement is that you're crafting. So when you look at the recipe, it will show you what you need component wise, mm-hmm. as well as what you need influence wise right. or infamy wise. Of course, like just about everything else in the game, you can get IO recipes, salvage, and already built IOs from the consignment house mm-hmm. or black market. Yeah, it's black market. It's Wentworth's on hero side, mm-hmm. black market on villain side. The price will vary wildly depending on the popularity and the rarity <sighs> of the items. And that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. You go from 100 to millions. Yeah. So one of the really confusing things with IOs is the leveling of them. As you know, regular enhancements turn yellow and then red as you rise further away from their stated level. Right. The level on an I.O. designates the minimum level that you must be to slot it, as well as the base of its benefits. Now, here's a description of their strength uh, from Positron. Lower-level I.O.s are strength around that of training enhancements. Mid-level I.O.s are about the power of dual origin enhancements. And IOs level 25 and above have about the same punch as current single origin enhancements. Mm-hmm. Of course, the power of the enhancement is better with level, so high-level invented enhancements are slightly more powerful than the equivalent SO. Right. And it seems to be more than slightly as you mm-hmm. go, but... Yeah. <laughs> as we talked about back in Episode 5, all enhancement types or aspects in the game are grouped into schedules. Mm-hmm. The schedules determine the percentage bonus the enhancement gives based on the character level in relation to the enhancement level. So that's the plus three minus three thing. Okay. If the enhancement is even to your level, it gives a specific bonus. Mm -hmm. If you are below its level, you get a bigger bonus. And as you're higher, it diminishes. And then if you're four levels above, it's red and boom, it's not doing you anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might as well be empty and not be there. And those are the regular enhancements, not mm-hmm. the IOs. So, for instance, accuracy is a Schedule A enhancement. If a level 10 character slots a level 10 training origin accuracy, they get a benefit of about 8%. Okay, it's 8.350%, but Man. we're going to round because, you know, yeah, we're simple. <laughs> if you had slotted that same enhancement at level 7, the benefit would be almost 10% since it's higher than you are. Mm-hmm. If you level to 13, the benefit will drop to almost 6% because you're further away from the base level. Right. And, of course, when you hit 14, boom, it's red. It's not doing anything. Throw it away. (laughs) Schedule A covers most aspects. Accuracy, damage, endurance reduction, heal, recharge time, etc. So that's what we'll be basing all these examples on. Mm -hmm. It's just too complicated to go over all the schedules. I agreed. Schedule B gives lower benefits, and it includes defense buff, range, resist damage, to hit buff, and to hit debuff. Right. So it's much more limited. Mm-hmm. The only Schedule C aspect is interrupt time, hmm. and it is double the Schedule B numbers. The only Schedule D aspect is knockback distance, and it's triple the numbers of Schedule B. Gotcha. So we're not going to discuss those. We're just going to stick with Schedule A because those are the bulk of the enhancements. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as I mentioned, another benefit of IOs is that they can boost multiple aspects in a single package. 
For instance, a single IO might boost both accuracy and damage, effectively saving a slot for something else. Mm -hmm. These multiple aspect enhancements do take a penalty to their effectiveness, however, Mm -hmm. since they're doing double duty. Right. So if a single heal would give you a 20% benefit, if you split it between heal and recharge, it'll be a lower percentage for Mm -hmm. both. Right. The range of IO effectiveness is as follows. IOs that boost a single Schedule A aspect are set to give an 11.7% bonus at level 10 up to a maximum of 42.4% at level 50. Mm-hmm. So you can see they really ramp up. Yeah. For IOs that boost two aspects, each aspect gets five-eighths of the normal bonus. Okay. <laughs> Though each individual aspect gets less boost than a, than one than a one-aspect IO would give, the total combined bonus is one and a quarter times as large. Nice. So you're overall, you're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Similarly, three aspect IOs boost each aspect by half the normal amount for an aggregate total of one and a half times. Mm-hmm. Four aspect IOs, which I didn't even realize there were four <laughs> aspect IOs, <laughs> boost each aspect by, brace yourself, 0.4375. <laughs> times the normal amount for an aggregate total one and three quarters times as large. Mm. IOs do not improve at a constant rate as their levels increase. They Mm -hmm. improve less per level after 26 than they do before. Mm -hmm. That's the basic overview of common IOs work. I'll touch briefly on what IO sets are. As we said, we'll do a feature in the future episode that discuss them in more detail. Now, if I can just say before you get into the set, some of those you were talking about, the dual aspect and the triple aspect and mm-hmm. the whatever, those are actually in the special set enhancements, though. True. So True. before, just to kind of separate that out, it's broken into two portions, this discussion, but the part that he was just talking about with the different aspects of an enhancement, if it has mm-hmm. more than one, that actually is a part of the sets. Yeah. All so, of the common IOs are single, just like... Invention, accuracy, invention, range, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And when you get into the sets is when you get into the multiple aspects and the fancy names. Right. As mentioned, sets give bonuses over simply boosting one or more aspects. Some bonuses are additional percentages to specific powers, while some affect your entire character. The reason they're called sets is because you get these additional bonuses depending on how many IOs in that set you have slotted on a single power. Right. As an example... Uh, is Sting of the Manticore, mm-hmm. which includes six enhancements in the set that slot into any sniper power. Okay. Now, to get the benefit, they all have to be slotted in the same power. Yes. I don't think anybody has more than one sniper power. but Well, but if you get into something <laughs> that's on a heel. Right. So you, it, it is very important. I've heard a lot of people make that mistake mm-hmm. where they will scatter them throughout their build. Right. They have to be slotted on one power mm-hmm. to get the benefit yeah. of the set. So within the set, like I said, there's six of them. One of them gives a dual accuracy slash damage. Mm -hmm. One gives damage slash endurance reduction. One gives accuracy interrupt and range. One gives damage interrupt and recharge. One gives damage endurance and recharge. And one gives a toxic damage over time proc. Mm Mm-hmm. A proc is short for procedure, and it means that sometimes when you hit an enemy, something special is going to happen. In this case, it's toxic damage over time. Gotcha. Other procs are bonus damage Mm -hmm. or some kind of debuff or Mm -hmm. a buff for you. So now if you slot any one of those six IOs, you'll get the benefit that it's stated. 
the you know dual right. aspect or triple aspect or the proc. Mm-hmm. But here's where the power of the set comes in. Mm-hmm. If you have two enhancements in the set slotted in a single power, you get a 12% bonus to your regeneration rate. If you have three enhancements in the set slotted, you also get 0.95% energy or negative energy resistance. On top of the regeneration benefit. Right. They're cumulative. Yep. If you have four, you also get an overall 3% damage boost. Mm -hmm. If you slot five, you get an overall 7.5% recharge rate boost. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you have all six, you also get a 3.13% toxic damage resistance. And to beat a dead horse, all six have to be slotted in the same power. <sighs> mm-hmm. It's an expensive mistake to make, so that's yeah. why I'm really pounding it. Now, most of these bonuses are, you can tell, are really small percentages. You know, 0.95 of this, 3% of that. But remember, these sets are slotted in only one power, like Viv just said. So when you slot these in when you slot different sets and other powers, all those little bonuses really quickly add up. Right. Because if you have a 12% bonus in your sniper power Mm -hmm. and you have luck of the gambler thrown on another one, which is 10 or 12%, Mm -hmm. they add up. So right now a friend of ours was telling us he has 40 something percent in regeneration bonuses through Mm -hmm. IOs. And I'm sure some people are much higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I believe there's still an overall in-game cap that you can never go over 100%. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Before one of the other uh, issues, Mm -hmm. you used to be able to go up to like 300%. Before enhancement diversification. Yeah, people got very upset. I'm glad I didn't play then. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'd be crying still. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. We'll do another feature that will highlight a bunch of specific sets Mm -hmm. uh, as we talk about Oh, and we'll talk about the unique and very rare IOs, yeah. which have even further benefits and right. restrictions. Yeah. I would like to say that I'm glad that we covered this part first instead of the sets because, mm-hmm. you know, some people are very much, I need the freshest enhancements. I need the highest benefit. And mm-hmm. with some characters, I'm like that. And it's more specific for me because if I'm on my healer, my heals have to be the absolute maximum right. recharge and heal that I can get. Mm-hmm. The other powers, I don't worry about as much. I keep my buffs and my heals and my primary attack powers mm-hmm. maxed out. Yeah. But the other stuff I kind of let roll because the beauty of the IO is it never expires. You can yeah. slot at 17, you can slot a level 20 IO, and you can carry it all the way to 50. It never right. goes yellow. It never goes red. But mm-hmm. you're stuck at that level 20 IO benefit level, whatever, whatever that percentage, percentage is. Yeah. So obviously freshening your enhancements like you did with SOs is still a big benefit because it enhances mm-hmm. your abilities, but you don't have to because right. some people play, and this is kind of not as big of an issue as it used to be. Some people would play in prestige mode all the time to earn more for their super group. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have the big funds that some other people had. And so they were having trouble keeping up with the SO changeover right. and stuff. So this is a benefit to those. It's also less trouble. You don't have to constantly check and say, okay, I just leveled now. What do I have to go do? And stop the mission. Everybody (laughs) wait while I go hit the store. You can continue and then do it when you have a chance to. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind that they have repeatedly said that the crafting invention side of the game is purely optional. Mm -hmm. It's not game breaking if you don't do it. You can continue to do your SOs. Like you always did. Right. And I think that what, I can't remember what level it starts at. There's a level that it starts at and it ends around level 40 where the benefit is greater with 
SOs. Mm-hmm. And then at 40, IOs are more powerful than SOs. So a lot of people continue to do the SOs up until level 40, and then they right. switch to IOs. It's all a matter of what, how much trouble you want to go to, how much mo- um, in-game money you have to spend. Yeah, and if I remember right, I think we went over that in Episode 5 also. Yeah, there's a I whole strategy that says, you know, you don't slot anything until 12, and then right. you do DOs, and then you do, you know, IOs for this little three-level break, and mm-hmm. then you switch to SOs. And yeah. Then, so people switch back and forth to get that absolute squeeze every last percentage drop. <laughs> Honestly, if we didn't have the life that we have, which is kids, work, school, all that stuff, mm-hmm. I would probably play that kind of power yeah. player level. Mm-hmm. But because I don't typically have time, it's like, okay, let's squeeze in some time. Let's go play. I don't yeah. want to sit and figure out, is am I at that point where I need to switch to the other type? Yeah. I just want to play. Yeah. And when I have free time, I go in and I figure out all that enhancement stuff on my own. So it's just a matter of what kind of time you have. And what's most important to you? Is it more important to you to hold on to your influence so that you can save up and get those really, really super expensive sets later on? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to max out all your percentages now? Because it's a choice for us. We don't buy game in-game yeah. money. We earn it. And if we don't have it, we don't get anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah, like we said, some of those sets are very expensive where you can pay, uh, you know, $4 million to $8 million yeah. per I.O. Yeah. And you got to buy six of them to have the set. So, yeah. you know, it really adds up. And that's one power. Right. <laughs> and I've got some other thoughts on the set stuff. But, I mean, that was one thing I was looking at for one of my mid-level healers. I've got a level 33, Illusion Empathy. And I hadn't played her in a while. And I broke her out. And I was looking at her. And I was thinking, well, you know, I really need to slot some enhancement set stuff. So I was looking and some of them were a hundred million, 80 wow. million for one enhancement. Wow. I'm never going to pay that much. That would almost wipe out all of my characters on influence mm-hmm. for one. So that's a set I'm never going to get. So there's a lot of choices that I make. I'm not willing to buy in game gold to, or sorry, I'm not willing to buy in game influence in order to slot better. Mm-hmm. I just want to play and get the best that I can afford and move on. So, anyways, that was really good, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And I think that we need to, you know, take that over so that <laughs> our nephew can read it, because I'm supposed to be giving him a little tutorial today at the barbecue. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So why don't we go ahead and play a promo, and then mm-hmm. when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the unlockable weapons. Cool. Awesome. We'll see you guys in a minute. It's like a double feature. And then some. <laughs> <laughs> The Land of Cairn. It is a world where gods can choose to live mortal lives to directly affect events in the world, and often do. The River of Magic is rising. Monsters are moving into Cairn through tears in the fabric. The dead are escaping Kalan's abyss, and the children of Aj have returned, just as the prophets foretold. But even as these overarching events play themselves out, a piece of the puzzle falls into place in the seemingly unremarkable town of Avedon Hill. Aramis Cragen, retired Aaronic advisor, arrives at Avedon Hill and is asked to investigate the murder of Greta Platt, the Avedon Manor housemistress. But in doing so, Aramis uncovers secrets that threaten Karen's very foundation. What begins as a search for justice becomes a fight for survival, all in a place where nothing is what it seems. Welcome to the Land of Cairn. Welcome to Murder at Avedon Hill, a podcast novel by P.G. Holyfield, featuring some of the great voices of podcasting and podcast fiction. 
a perfect place for Greta Platt to escape the troubles of the day. So beautiful, so inspiring. Also a fine place for someone to catch her defenseless and end her life. Not now, Joris. You chose the wrong time for one of your rants about undead threats rising there in There is evil here in Avedon Hill. You can never be sure what will greet you at your door. Of course it has to be alive. You should have known that, monk. You promised us the hunter, and you have failed us. You promised us a power beyond our understanding, and again, you have failed us. You have not seen what I have seen. Events are transpiring that neither you nor I can affect- Aaron's powers have peaked from under those covers. I hope you both survive long enough to find a use. Brother of Aaron, look how you've aged. You've spent so much of your life in darkness. Murder at Avedon Hill by P.G. Holyfield. Sit back and let the mystery unfold. Learn more at pgholyfield.com and patiobooks.com. Welcome back. Ah, you made it. (laughs) Well, we have some friends that are now gaming with us that have been, like I mentioned before, out of the game for a while and are kind of lured back by us. Mm -hmm. Our evil domination continues. Or heroic, I guess I should say. Our heroic domination (laughs) taking over the world continues. And one of them that we were playing with is a katana... Super reflexes scrapper, and he was mm-hmm. ooing and aahing over another katana super reflex scrapper that was on our team, and the Richty blade that she had. Yeah, I don't have any weapons on any of my heroes. I don't like the weapon sets. My personal opinion: don't mm-hmm. flame me. I just don't like the <laughs> weapons. So I didn't know anything about how to get the different ones. I knew there was the Richty one, and I thought it was from the invasion. I wasn't sure. And mm-hmm. with I twelve, we saw the fanciful new Rularu yeah. weapons that are unlocked, and they're so cool looking. I actually almost considered doing weapons, but I still don't like them <laughs> enough to do them. So because of that interest, I had to do some research to find out how to unlock them, because again, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I found those two and also some other cool options. So I thought I would just take a few minutes to share what I found out, cool. because I figure there are other people that aren't you know, keeping up on that minute-by-minute minute thing on where to get things. Mm-hmm. So I went to Paragon Wiki. Of course. And we'll link to that thread in the show notes. I did use the weapon customization topic, but I am not going to represent the standard options. Those you see when you're building your character. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to focus on the unlockable ones. My decision to report on this right now was totally unintended, but turned out to be perfect timing since we have the Richty invasion starting up soon on June Mm -hmm. 13th. Yeah. Now, when the Watchman badge is mentioned, keep in mind that this is a badge that can only be earned during the upcoming Richty invasion. So if you don't already have it on your weapons people, mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> yeah. So to get, and, and just real quick, to get that Watchman badge that unlocks the Richty weapon sets, you need to get the Bomb Specialist badge, which is an achievement badge to defeat 25 Richty UXBs during a Richty invasion. Those mm-hmm. are the bombs. And anybody on your team can... Right. It doesn't have to be just you. Right. So 
and this is going to be standard for the invasion thought mm-hmm. is you go to the zone where they say there's invasion. Invasion in King's Row, everybody goes there, everybody hollers and broadcasts for a team. Get on a team. Mm-hmm. You have If you're a solo player still, get on a team because you're never going to get all the stuff yeah. as quickly as you will on a team. And most people on those pickups... They're not too social. They don't really talk. No, they just want to get the loner kind. Don't worry about it. And if it goes well and another invasion is listed, then everybody can stay on the same team and go. Mm -hmm. It's just about getting it. And (laughs) don't worry. They're not going to overwhelm you with be my best friend. Yeah. And another thing that you have to do, there's three requirements for that watchman badge, the bomb specialist badge, the chief badge, which is to defeat 10 Richty heavy assault suits during a Richty invasion. Mm -hmm. And you can go back and listen to that, um, and I don't remember which episode it was, but we did do an episode where we talked about, who was it? The Dark Watchmen? Who was it that posted that information about how to spawn them? You have to be within a certain radius of each other. So that's why you'll see heroes saying, you know, gathering here. And mm-hmm. then everybody goes there and then you have more likelihood of the suits spawning because right. there have to be a certain number of heroes in a certain zone and it checks periodically and then it drops more suits if there's enough people to meet the need. And it's typically around where the trainer is. In the yeah, zone. yeah. Like in Steel Canyon, it's right around the, the statue, the big mm-hmm. statue. And, you know, some people want to move them closer to hospitals, which makes sense unless you're too close to the drones because you don't right. get credit for the drones. But that's go listen to that other episode. That's what I'll say on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third requirement is the sentry badge, which is to defeat 100 Richty during a Richty invasion. All three of these have to be during Richty Invasion, so mm-hmm. really focus on that if you're interested in unlocking these or the Accolade Power Elusive Mind, which we also discussed in a previous mm-hmm. episode. So Weapon Customization from Paragon Wiki is a system released with Issue 11 where players can select the look of drawn weapons for those power sets that use drawn weapons. Weapon Customization is essentially a costume option that is only available to certain power sets. Changing your weapon model in no way changes the effects of the powers that use them. The weapons that can be changed are assault rifle, mercenaries assault, assault, mercenaries assault rifle, axe, bow, broadsword, claws, villain claws, dual blades, katana, ninja blade, mace, robotics pulse rifle, and thugs dual pistols. I'm going to say right now, I don't know what of that list changed with I-12. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's right with I-12. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All weapons will be selectable individually, including any dual-handed weapon sets, being able to select different weapons in each hand. Many selections, and I'm skipping a little bit, many selections will need to be unlocked before they can actually be used. These unlockable ones will primarily be weapons linked to particular NPC groups. Mm -hmm. Unlockable weapons have the potential to be unlocked by any method that can currently unlock costume pieces, including as recipe drops. However, in this initial release, unlockable weapons are being linked to existing faction badges. Up with the exception of the Vanguard related weapons that will be craftable at the Vanguard invention tables with the Vanguard merits. Uh Ooh, and that's another thing. Everybody, if you haven't done it already and you have a level 35 or higher character, go to Rickty Warzone and talk to Leventera and become a member of the Vanguard so you can start earning those Vanguard merits. Those are going to come in handy later. They don't make you do any missions or no. anything. You just go, you sign up for the Vanguard, and from now on, whenever you defeat Rickty, you have a chance to get merits. Now, again, unlockable models must be unlocked during gameplay. The information on what unlocks certain powers was obtained from an I-11 closed beta post by Back Alley Brawler. This information about features that, are impl- that will be implemented in Issue 12 and is subject to change before release. So this information may not be 100%. Oh, and it's about Pazzi saying that he added tokens for the rest of the Talsorian and Rularoo weapons, so they should be available in I-12, which 
I know that the ruler Ruar, I haven't seen any Talsorian weapons, but mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. They look cool. <laughs> and the weapons are up to date as of the I-11 release on November 8th, but I am seeing some I-12 stuff in here. So just take this with a grain of salt. I'm not able to verify everything because I don't do any weapons. So yeah. for assault rifle, which is used by the assault rifle slash blaster hero or the munitions mastery ancillary ancillary power pool for heroes, the assault rifle slash corruptor villain, the mercenary slash mastermind for villains. The unlockable models are the Tommy gun, which is unlocked with the untouchable badge, the council assault weapon, which is unlocked by defeating 200 council. This council submachine gun is unlocked the same way. The nemesis rifle and the nemesis rifle two are both unlocked with the unveiler badge. The Vanguard Redding Rifle, which is unlockable with 100 Vanguard Merits at the Vanguard Purchase Station in the Richty War Zone. Now, the Vanguard Purchase Station is just like a computer console-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's next to Nearish Lady Grey. There's three of them, so you can just walk up, click on it, and see if you have enough merits to buy what it is you want to buy. And there's some really cool stuff in there, too, besides this stuff. I know I wasted a good 15 minutes one day because... I had it stuck in my head that there was a dude and he was the <laughs> Vanguard Merit reclamation dude. And I was clicking on right. everybody. Right. And another thing to keep in mind is that when you're a member of the Vanguard, you earn merits anytime you battle Rickty. Whether mm-hmm. it's in a mission, whether you're street hunting in one of the zones that have Rickty, right. whether it's during an invasion, whether you're in the Rickty war zone, yeah. you, get, you, you can earn Vanguard merits. So go do that. For axes, which are used by the slash battle axe tanker on hero side, the unlockable models are the Richty axe, unlocked with the Watchman accolade, and Ruleru's Wrath, which is unlocked with the Visionary badge as of I-12. And Visionary badge is to unlock, is the Visionary badge is attained when you defeat 100 Overseers, I Mm. think. Shoot, I needed to check that. I'll correct that if I'm wrong, but I think it's 100 overseers. That one's off the top of my head like an idiot. I didn't bring my note down here. <laughs> For bows um, that are used by archery slash blasters hero side slash archery defenders hero side, trick arrows slash defenders hero side, and slash trick arrow controllers hero side, ninja slash masterminds on villain side, and slash trick arrow masterminds on villain side, <laughs> you can unlock the Ruleru's gaze bow. I said a bow with Ruleru's gaze, which I think a friend of ours is going to be very excited about. And I forgot to tell him last night. For broadsword, which is used by the following, the broadsword slash scrapper on hero side. The unlockable models are thorn blade, which is unlocked by the soul binder badge. The Sioux katana, which is unlocked with the tracer badge. And the Richty sword, which is unlocked with the watchman accolade. The Talsorian sword which is unlocked with 100 Vanguard merits at the Vanguard Purchase Station in Richty Warzone. Ruleru's Bane requires the Visionary Badge to unlock, and the Roman Savage and Roman Gladiator Blades, which are unlocked with the Centurion Badge. And I think that was to defeat the 100 bad Centurions. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exact phrasing of it, but yeah, it's pretty cool. For claws, which are used by the claws slash scrapper on hero side and the claws slash stalkers villain side, the unlockable models are the Talsorian blades, color tentable, unlockable with 100 Vanguard merits at the Vanguard purchase station in the Richty War Zone. Mm-hmm. For dual blades, which is used by 
the dual blades slash scrapper hero side, the slash dual blades tanker hero side, the dual blades slash stalker villain side, and the dual blades slash brute villain side. The unlockable models are the red cap dagger, which is unlocked with the cap buster badge, Talsorian blades, which are color tintable, unlockable again with the hundred vanguard merits. Rularu's fangs require the visionary badge. For katanas, Oh, I hadn't seen the Rularu's Fang. They look really cool. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. Katanas are used by Katana, Scrapper's Hero Side, and Ninja Blade Stalker's Villain Side. And the unlockable models are Talsorian Katana, again, 100 Vanguard Merits, in the Rikti War Zone. Rikti Blade, Watchman Accolade, the Rularu Katana, unlocked with the Visionary Achievement. It's unverified for villains. Complete the story arc alone in the dark from efficiency expert Pither. That's a note on the side. I, I mm. don't know how accurate it is. <laughs> Not available is the Sioux Katana. See note under broadsword. Pulse rifles used by the following robotic slash mastermind villain side. The unlockable models are the Cray Pulse Blaster 1 and Cray Pulse Blaster 2 for the infiltrator badges. The Richty Blaster and the Richty Rifle, which are unlocked with the Watchman Accolade. Now, there's a note that as of I-11, the Richty Rifle is not currently being awarded properly. I don't know if that's been fixed yet. Okay. For War Mace, it's used by the Slash War Mace Tanker on Hero Side, and the unlockable model is the Carnival Mallet, which is unlocked mm -hmm. with the Illusionist Badge, which is a painful one to get. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. I just It was information I came across. I think that the Talsorian, the Rularu, and the Richty ones are probably the most that I see as far as the unlockable models. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that information. So Cool. Definitely some incentive to get out there and yeah. smash up some Richties. Exactly. we got to get your broadsword dude out there. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll kick off with some emails. Yes, please. <laughs> and the first one is... From Fantastic Foe. Hi, Fantastic Foe. In response to episode 25. Dear Chooch and Viv, thanks for the new podcast. I was listening on the way into work and was delighted that you read my amazing SG write-up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And don't worry about editing it down, dude. I can be long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> if typing is a thing where windage can be long... So edit as you need. Half of anything I send is more intended for you two anyways. Aww. That's nice. We understand long-winded. Chooch is very long-winded. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that listens know that it, they know yeah. it's me. <laughs> no, I can't be. Yeah. Especially when I write, I tend to go on a tad. <laughs> I was going to mention this on the forum, but I'm at work and tend not to hit the forums here. From your excellent feature on the Cabal, I'd like to point out that Bane, S-I-D-H-E, mm. where I was saying I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this, <laughs> right. is pronounced Banshee. Right. Instead of Bane Sede <laughs> yeah. or whatever and you were saying. Actually, we had, I think, three people yeah. correct me. Yeah. Thank you, the guys. The first one I received was actually from uh, Cheyenne Wright, who tweeted a oh, correction. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Your and first tweet correction. When I read it, I was like, <laughs> duh. I don't know why. I know, especially click. especially since you corrected that whole, well, I don't know why the Tawatha yeah. did it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons I don't get it, don't understand why it didn't click is, 
as a teenager, I used to do the SCA, mm-hmm. Society for Creative Anachronism. Mm-hmm. And we did. Yes, we, he was that guy. Yeah. And we <laughs> went as Celts. Mm-hmm. And we had a Scottish clan. Yeah. And our clan was based off of another famous mythical hero. Uh, we were the Clan McCool. Yeah, I know how it sounds. But Finn McCool is a very famous folk legend. And okay. It was, yeah. And it's in Gaelic. Mm. McCool is spelled M-A-C-C-H-U-M-H-A-L. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so that should have translated to Banshee. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, knowing how funky Gaelic yeah. is... Well, it's uh, well. Let's uh, let's look at it this way. Out of all the people that listen, only three people called in. Right. So if you look at the number of downloads we have, I think we're okay. And in, in our, you know, being right. wrong, most people didn't catch it. But that's really cool. I had yeah. no idea that that was how they spelled it. So he continues. Uh, yes, I know that's weird. <laughs> You'd never guess how to pronounce the name of the Irish warrior. I'm gonna. You're cheating. Pronounce it phonetically. No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna all pronounce right. phonetically the way it's spelled okay. is. Nace Macuslin. Okay. Of the deadly goddess, which is spelled Badaby, B A D B, which I actually knew, although my pronunciation is slightly different. So I'll tell you the Gaelic spelling is pronounced Nisha Macishlu, <laughs> and the goddess name is pronounced Bive, B I V E. Hmm. And that's one I had always heard pronunciation was Bibe, B I B E, mm-hmm. but that's eh, close enough. Mm. Oh, she goes on to say, Although there are varying pronunciations of some names, I can't claim to be an expert or even Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Despite my, my first name, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for the wonderful podcast. I was entertained to hear you talking about the Midnight Arc missions and how the earlier missions were very similar. It did seem weird that Mission 2 and 3 had the same map and the same Rickety to beat up. Yeah. Dude, didn't I just trounce you? Yeah. But it was so nice seeing the Lady Jane mission with the Romanesque catacomb look. Yeah. Thanks again. Take care, Pat, a.k.a. Fantastic Foe. Thank you for that, Pat. Or Fantastic Foe. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing I can say about those missions is that it has the danger hole. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to Christiana Ellis' Shallow Thoughts daily podcast, she has one on the danger hole. Yes. And that's what we giggle about whenever we do those missions <laughs> i also had an email from philan hi philan f- could be philan i think it's philan <laughs> who actually he was something he was posting to the forums then hit a snag is that his supergroup is hitting the four-year mark Ooh! it's the paragon university archaeology department they turned four and in celebration they put together a quick flash cartoon <laughs> and uh, we'll link to it. Um, awesome. It was highlighted by uh, Lighthouse, put it in the official forums with the actual embedded it, so you can cool. see the little link. Very cute little animation. Awesome. Congrats. Which I will also say congratulations. <laughs> so those are our emails. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> you wanted to read some comments? Yes, we have comments. I love my comments. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is from... Lords of Acid. Hi, Lords. Hey, Lords. (laughs) Would like to point out also that if you left click on someone's global name in a global chat channel and click invite to team, it will actually invite whatever tune that player is currently on. Nice. Which is very cool. Oh, and great podcast, guys. Haven't had time to go through the patch notes myself, 
So it's nice to listen to them while I'm playing. Cool. Our pleasure, Lords. Anything for you. <laughs> we had a little, shall we say, technical difficulty with episode 25 mm-hmm. posting. Oh, yes, we did. So we have Sinner Saint saying, I can't seem to download it with iTunes. And what happened was Chooch had made it in our hurry to get the episode up. I finished it, mm-hmm. the editing. He did all the post-production work at 2 o'clock in the morning. He posted the episode and made a slight error. I attached episode 24 <laughs> to the post. so Which made episode 24 <laughs> downloads go up, but I'm sure a lot of people were cussing. <laughs> yeah. So in the morning, when we figured out what the problem was, he reposted it with episode 25. So we apologize to anybody that grabbed episode 25 and had it end up being episode 24. Right. And we're hoping that you were able to get 25 without a problem because he did, again, post it again that next morning. And Mm -hmm. then it was available through iTunes. So, sorry. Sorry about that. And I actually did reply to Center saying, explaining what I just explained. And I said, because of this epic fail, he's going to have to work off XP debt before attaining another level. (laughs) So, Chooch has been punished. Yes. And then Chooch said, I never thought I could hit the debt ceiling so fast. Yeah, really, really sorry about that. (laughs) Center Saint then replied, was having some more difficulty, but eventually got it. So that worked out well. Charlene said she downloaded the RSS feed and only got 10 seconds, so she needed to try again. So I'm thinking that might have been while you were pulling one down and putting the next one mm. up, maybe. Or maybe she's got that. No, it was from the RSS feed, so it's not the scary iTunes bug. Mm, hard to say. And Nod says, is Romany even a word? I guess it is now, thanks to Viv. <laughs> <laughs> We need our own wiki. (laughs) Mm. Charlene says, squee, yay, someone actually said my name right for the first time. Yes, Charlene is the right, (laughs) is right. It is an older, rarely used Southern version of its sister name, Charlene. Um, I think is so much better than having the more common name. I agree. Oh, and choo-chee, choo-chee, choo. You just have to record that Iron Man version. I'm I'm working (laughs) on it. I had forgot to mention that to him, but I do want it. Center Saint then says, ended up listening to the new cast while deleting 900 plus tragically unmagicked desks from the base villain side, <sighs> as I never could get it to download to iTunes. Hmm. Mm. But it was a great cast. If it was your fault, consider yourselves debuffed. <laughs> if it was somehow mine, maybe I'll finally get off my duff and get that Apple ID to leave you your well-deserved five-star review from me. <laughs> well, if I'd known that's all it would take, I would have made sure that the download didn't work. <laughs> Thanks. And then we have a post from Troy. You got your viscera in my peanut butter, Hickman. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, a new... Oh, wait, that's not my gig. (laughs) Anyway, another great show. And thank you guys so much for plugging Twilight Guardian. I hope everyone will check it out and help me with the voting in August. But don't you guys dare pay the shipping from the website. That's tinfoil hat crazy. (laughs) I actually was able to get it from a local store. Yeah. I should be getting some contributors' copies, barring that I can pick up a couple at my LCS because I'm pretty damn sure they have them. If not, I'm going to weep like a witter woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably mention this on the boards too, but in addition to my regular blog, which you were kind enough to mention, I have a new blog specifically for Twilight Guardian stuff at www.thetwilightguardian.blogspot.com. Cool. Also, Viv, I'm not really that funny. Before the listener meetup, I wrote over 2,700 one-liners for all occasions and then just prayed that I'd get a chance to use a few. (laughs) Anyways, thanks again, amigo and amiga. Because of my accursed ugliness, I don't have any friends. But if I did, I'd want them to be just like you. Aw, Troy. 
enough said. <laughs> and then from Gen X Fusion, Choo 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 and Lively Viv. Another mm-hmm. fantastic podcast. Keep up the great work. Hey, it looks like one of my SG members, The Frostbite, and his mom are listeners too. This is good stuff. Today, you get five stars on this episode. Happy hunting, Gen X Fusion. <laughs> thanks, Gen X. Mm. And thanks for sharing the love with your SG, too. We appreciate it. Yeah. From Zloth, what's this? Chooch's stone tank feeling a bit rooted? Get the mm. teleport travel power. Pip, pop, smack. You've got to keep an eye on your endurance, but it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Troy, any chance of you posting those 2,700 one-liners? <laughs> <laughs> Troy says... Sorry, Sloth, but I sold them, and they're now the property of Jeff Foxworthy. Maybe I shouldn't have started them all with, you might be a redneck. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Central Nexus, also on episode 25. Another five-star show. Made my Atlanta commute bearable today. Love the info. Now I have to check some of my characters to see if they have access to the witch's hat. Always wondered what exactly did that. (laughs) Of course, a certain phrase kept reminding me of an old Star Trek episode, Friday's Child. Mr. Spock, oochie woochie coochie coo? <laughs> Kirk, yes. Oh, wait, I guess he says yeah, it you more. You need to work on your Spock. You do the Spock line <clears throat> then. Oochie woochie coochie coo? And then Kirk says, yes, an obscure Earth dialect. Oochie woochie coochie coo. If you're curious, consult linguistics. And then he says, I guess that dates me severely. <laughs> 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 I'm out of my element with Star Trek. I'm sorry. That doesn't date you. I mean, they're in rerun, eternal rerun forever. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Cobra Lily says, insert comment brimming with praise for yet another outstanding COH podcast here. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. I'm extremely happy to hear you aren't going to be sticklers on the time limit of the podcast. You both share too much great information and silly fun to be restricted (laughs) to a 30-minute format. Glad to hear you say that. Yes, and we're officially never going to mention we're going over time again because... We're not? No. Okay. It just does what it does. Yeah. No apologies. Yeah. Fantastic Foe says, hey, Troy, if I may call you Troy. And then he switches to, hey, Mr. Hickman, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's assuming Troy will say, no. Last year or so, I had picked up a copy of Common Grounds, one of the trade collections, which I enjoyed a great deal particularly the story of the hero and villain hooking back up for coffee years past their prime. After seeing Volkswagner, <laughs> Volkswagner, <laughs> I need to get this. I told you I should have had that stupid, that I shouldn't call them a stupid comic book store just because they didn't have it, but I should have had the comic book store order common grounds for mm. me. And I didn't think of it until the drive home, but I'm sorry. I interrupted you, Pat. Let me continue. <laughs> After seeing Volkswagner, I so wanted to see vehicles in COH just to see what other amusing automobile themed heroes could be created. Best wishes, fantastic foe. I really want to read that now. <laughs> I wanted to read it before, but now I really want to read it. From Jim Gross, he says, Hi, Chooch and Viv. I love the podcast. My fiance and I listen every week. Awesome. Another couple. We play on Pinnacle and have a great SG with a few of our friends. We're getting married on June 14th. One of the things we truly love about your podcast is that your attitude towards the game and each other seems to mirror our own experience. As soon-to-be-married gamers, do you have any advice for us? And then says, thanks again for the great podcast. And then, I laughed, I cried, it was better than cats. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Gross, TPO Shock Rider, Energy Energy Blaster, level uh, level 50 on Pinnacle, from Catonsville, Maryland. 
Oh, congratulations. Well, congratulations. That's so cool. Are you going to take a break during the reception to do a Richty invasion? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Set up a big wedding land party. <laughs> right. <laughs> do we have any advice? Um, hmm. Well, one is definitely need to have separate computers and separate accounts, which I'm guessing they do yeah. since they play together. Right. Yeah. Make sure that said computers are outside of arm's length. <laughs> but close enough to be able to throw a pack of post-it notes if needed, because that's come in handy. <laughs> and don't keep any heavy stuff like staplers around. No. <laughs> we we do sometimes get frustrated with each other in-game. Mm-hmm. And we just have to look at each other and, like, make a joke because it is just a game. It's something that we do together for fun. Mm-hmm. Just like the podcast, we do it for fun. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think sometimes, I think it's harder sometimes when you play with your, you know, partner, your yeah. fiance, your husband, your wife, whatever. Especially if the computers are side by side. Think- because sometimes one of us will do something. Yeah. If it's just in the chat conversation, <laughs> you wouldn't type... You clown shoe. (laughs) But sometimes it'll be, clown shoe, you know, and and they'll hear it because they're right there. So sometimes that can be not so good. But it also is great because if you're doing the missions where you have to do simultaneous clicks, you got that covered. But yeah, what were you going to say, Chief? I was going to say one thing is actually playing with other, not necessarily being a married couple, but when you have a a group that you play with a lot, is don't feel like every character has to level together. Yeah. I think it's important to have a few sets of characters that play together. Mm -hmm. And then you make that commitment that you're going to level together Mm -hmm. and you're going to experience the content together. Right. But then it's good to have a couple solo quote unquote characters that you don't feel guilty about out leveling each other. Right. That can do their own thing and go off in a different direction. Absolutely. And they can totally team up and you can sidekick or exemplar or whatever. But you need to have an outlet where you don't feel guilty about playing that one apart. I totally agree with that. And that's even if you do the leveling together stuff. Mm-hmm. Because we do. We've This is our second set. We hit 46 last night mm-hmm. on our duo, finally, <laughs> that we're playing together. But we have mm-hmm. other tunes that we play, sometimes together, sometimes not. So yeah. I think that's true. And I would say that's even true for life outside of the game, too. Well, yeah. You can't do everything together. Chooch yeah. and I are discovering that we do almost everything <laughs> together. And so we're actually looking at ways to kind of do stuff a little bit separately so we have stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's hard when it's your best friend and it's the person that you enjoy talking to more than anybody else yeah. to then say, well, I'm going to spend time away from you. Right. But I don't want to. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know? So it's hard. It is. It's hard. But it, it is a good idea. It really is a good idea because then you can get off and, you know, do your own thing and be your own individual character and mm-hmm. level up how you want. And if you want to play your blaster like a blapper, then you don't have to hear anything about it <laughs> from somebody that you know. You can just go join a pug, yeah. irritate all of them, and then go log off and get on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations. It's really so cool. I love to hear about couples that play together. It mm-hmm. seems to be a common mm-hmm. theme in City of Heroes. Yeah. Families and couples and, and friends that play together. And I really dig that. Mm-hmm. Makes me just want to stay with the game because there's so much love. <laughs> But that's it for the comments. Cool. I did want to say that we had a comment from someone saying that they wanted to know about the caption event channel. Mm, Someone asked that in the episode 25 comments. 
I couldn't find anything in Paragon Wiki about this, so hmm. I still don't know. So if if you can tell me where you saw that, if it, I didn't see it in anything that I had read, but if it's something that I read, I need to look at it and see if I misread something because mm-hmm. I'm not finding any reference for it. So, yeah, let me know because I hate to leave somebody with a question hanging out there. Yeah. So do we have any voicemail, Chooch? We have two voicemails. Awesome. And here's the first one. Hey, guys, this is Fun from the Infinity Server. Just wanted to say it is great that we finally have a semi-official City of Heroes, City of Villains podcast that I can listen to whenever I want. Uh, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. All right. Thanks a lot. Unfortunately, the first the name got cut off. Yeah. So I didn't hear you were. Please check in again. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And we love but being yeah. semi-official. Yeah. We're actually semi-official and verified because we of are the verified. podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We are podcast the awards. awards verified. Yes. Oh, and I'm going to say this here because I feel lame asking anywhere else. If anybody out there has a podcast and they're in the podcast peer awards, nominate us. We want to be nominated. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't look like there's a game category. No. But we technically are a couple cast. Yeah, and and here we are greedy because somebody already nominated our other podcast into right. the blender under couple cast under I'm sorry, under the couple cast. Mm-hmm. Because this one has done so much better as far as the size of our listener base. I feel yeah. almost funny having that one being nominated. Right. But I guess it's more about the content of that one. <laughs> but I think our content here like kicks butt too, because <laughs> all yeah. the game. So this is me begging. <laughs> Please nominate us for podcast beer award. I want some awards. <laughs> I have shelves with no awards. <laughs> okay, and since we're begging for awards, we won't beg for reviews. Right, because that's for a deal. That's a deal. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> nominate us, and this time we won't ask for reviews. <laughs> and unless you really want to leave one. <laughs> And voicemail number two. Hi, uh, this is Doc Anvil, uh, and I was just listening to your podcast, and I understand you've mispronounced uh, Banshee, um, C or S I D H I or E, and it's pronounced She. It's where we get the classic mythical monster Banshee from. Anyway, love the podcast. Um, of the 40 podcasts I listen to, the moment yours pops up, hits the top of my list, and I play it while doing those system designs. Anyway, have a good day. Enjoy. Bye. Wow. <laughs> we bubbled to the top. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Glad you're enjoying it, and thank you for the correction. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. It just kind of made Chooch very sure that, okay, <laughs> this is really right because all these people are saying it. Yeah. But thank you. That's really nice. We appreciate you taking the time to call in with the correction as well as... Telling us we got at the top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And that's the voicemail segment. Yay, we had voicemails. And we have three more iTunes reviews. No way. So we have a grand total of 33 now. Wow. Woohoo. <laughs> the first one is from the Wiccan Goddess, who from our forums is Frostbite's mom. Who, oh. I must say, she seems pretty darn cool. Yeah. Nice. And the title of the review is It's All In Here with five stars. Hmm. My beloved tech guru and eldest son, yep, Frostbite, led me here and I am thrilled. This podcast equals informative, intelligent, <laughs> interesting, and infectious. <laughs> in. <laughs> Keep it going. Thank you, Wiccan Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
And I think it's way cool that it's like a mother and son. Yeah. You know, and absolutely. as he said, he's not like a teenager. He's like 22. Wasn't right. that what he yes, said? Yes, yeah. She's just like the coolest mom ever. <laughs> I hope I'm that cool when, you know, ours are 22, which is coming up really yeah. quick. <laughs> I'll have to get some tips on her on how to survive the teenage years because I'm losing it. And then from Skyrocket... Awesome berries <laughs> with five stars. <laughs> Just came back to COH after a long break, and this podcast has been extremely helpful in getting me back up to speed on the game. Informative, professionally done, and funny. Great info about the game presented accessibly. Plus, Chooch and Viv radiate cute. Aww. <laughs> so cute. I said cute. It is cute. Yeah. That's so flattering. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Skyrocket. So, do you get... Awesome sauce from Awesome Berries. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> Only if you radiate cuteness towards them. <laughs> thank you, Skyrocket. Uh, yeah, thanks. And from JMC Ken, wonderful podcast. Five, s- four stars. <gasps> That's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. It's our first non-five. <laughs> broke our record. But that's fair. We forgive you. Because you posted a review, so yay! And it's not one star or half yeah. star or zero star. Four still really, really, really good. I have been playing City of Heroes slash Villains for almost two years. Chooch and Viv produce an excellent podcast that is funny and informative. Whether it's an interview, spotlight, feature, or news, this podcast keeps your attention and always tells you something you didn't know before. If you play COX, you should listen to this podcast. If you don't play... Listen and you will want to. <laughs> well, forgive the four stars because that was really nice. <laughs> Thank you, JMC Ken. Thank you very much. And we we do hear that. We have people that listen and then they start playing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're on the fence about what to play. So they listen and they start playing. And hopefully we don't disappoint them. <laughs> and we have a bunch of friends of ours that are joining too. Over time, we've, yeah. we've picked up several people that have started playing either again or for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool, but it's getting to the point. It's like, we can only have eight people on a team. Right. How do we get all of our friends on? <laughs> so that's it for iTunes reviews. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank and you. gals. We appreciate <laughs> it so much. That concludes the entire feedback section. Yes. And <laughs> the episode. Yeah, I think that I don't think there was anything else to add. That's As a reminder, though, cool. June twenty eighth at two p.m. Eastern time mm-hmm. on the Guardian servers, the listener meetup, mm-hmm. and we'll remind you again the next time we post yeah. an episode. We will. So, oh, and if you want to contact there us, there you go. Hey, I knew there <laughs> I was, was something missing. Q chooch. <laughs> <laughs> you can give us your own voicemail at two zero six two zero three one six six one. Send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the site at cohpodcast.com where you'll also find the forums. Mm-hmm. cohpodcast.com slash forums. Yes. And I had mentioned that Cheyenne had sent feedback via Twitter. Uh-huh. If you are on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com, you can look me up at slash chuchis or look viv up at slash vivid muse. And again, please send a message if you're a listener because... Mm-hmm. This week I picked up a bunch of listeners, some of or a bunch of Twitter followers, mm-hmm. and some of them are the spam bots, and some of them are people, and I mm-hmm. don't know if you're listeners. Yeah, as Twitter's getting more popular, that's starting to get a lot more spam yeah. things. Yeah. And so yeah, when we see the ratios out of whack, they're following ten million people. Yeah. And only three people are following them. It's With pretty zero obvious. Posts. Yeah. 
some are a lot tougher to tell. Yeah. And so, yeah, just send a message that lets us know that you are a listener. Because we want to follow you. Mm-hmm. And be patient because Twitter's having some, because it's really taking off as a social media thing. Mm-hmm. It's um, kind of having some technical difficulties yeah. lately. So Some people aren't getting announcements that they're getting followed and yeah. stuff. Well, I don't have mine set to get announcements, but when I have followers mm-hmm. and I try to look at them... Mm-hmm. I get errors, oh. and I can't. I get the, the frequently whale. get the whale. <laughs> so <laughs> if I don't follow you right back, if you send me a message, then that's the quickest way. If you send me a message and say, I'm a listener, hey, Viv, then I can immediately add you. If I have to go yeah. through followers, I have to figure out if you're a listener or if you're just somebody looking to up their... I don't understand why people want to have really high following numbers, but they do. So... <laughs> Because I follow so many people now, I'm trying to be more selective, but mm-hmm. I do want to follow listeners. So, yeah. and see, I can ramble. I <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for listening, and we will yeah. talk to you soon. All right, till next week. Good hunting, heroes. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.